Yes, yes. Father, you are good. Our God is good. Hallelujah. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Father, we behold your goodness this morning, the beauty of your holiness. You are good, God. We welcome you. We welcome your mighty presence, Father. We welcome you, sweet Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome your sweet fragrance. You are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. We say good morning to each of you, every caller on the line today. Good morning, New Destiny family. Good morning, clergy, visitors, and friends. Welcome. We welcome you to eat at the table with us this morning. My name is Charlene Tuckerson, and I'm your facilitator today. Please let me introduce you to our team. The angel of our house at New Destiny Church is Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. Good morning, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. We're doing excellent. Good morning to everyone that is on the line this morning. God bless you. Looking forward to having a rich time in the Lord this morning. Amen, amen. Sister Margaret Johnson will bring our devotion this morning. Sister Margaret, how are you doing? Good morning, Sister Charlene. How are you? I'm doing excellent this morning. How are you? I am well, excellent in the Lord, speaking it forth in Jesus' name. Sister Myrna Whitstone, thank you, will lead us in praying our prayer request. Sister Myrna, how are you today? Good morning, Sister Charlene, Sister Margaret, uh, Pastor Adrian Bishop. Good morning. Um, I am wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Now let us go together even closer. Let's go closer together as one unit before Father God. Father, we thank you again, God. Father, we thank you, dear God, because this is the day that you have made, God. And we rejoice and we're glad in it, God. Father, be glorified today in everything that we do. Jesus, glorify the Father. Jesus, be magnified today. Be exalted, God. Be exalted in our offerings, dear God. May what we offer be a sweet-smelling fragrance into your nostrils, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, glorify, Father God, today in all that we do. Father, we empty out everything at your feet, God, that we come naked before you, dear God, that you may clothe us afresh again with yourself. Put on us, God, what you would want us to wear today, God, in the name of Jesus. You are our Lord, and we bless you. 
Do what you want to do, dear God. Cultivate this atmosphere, Father, in the name of Jesus. Stir it up, God. Spread yourself over us, God, in the name of Jesus. Be glorified, Father, in the name of Jesus. We release ourselves, God, to receive from you. Let your glory fall, Father. Speak through Sister Margaret, Father. Pray through Sister Myrna, Father, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, God, in the name of Jesus, that your abundance, Father, overflows, dear God, through us, to us, in the name of Jesus. You alone, dear God, are in control, and we yield to you. We open up ourselves to you, Father, in the name of Jesus to receive from you, and to speak forth what you would have us to do this morning out of the abundance of our hearts. We honor you. Have your way, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Sister Margaret, please bring the devotion. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, this morning's devotion um, is, is called Trusting God Through the Tough Times. Trusting God through the tough times. You know, um, when times are tough, and 2021 uh, was a different year. Pretty, it was pretty tough to to go through. And I believe God taught us a lot of things um, as just going through 2020. And when times are tough, your faith is tested. When times are tough, your peace is tested. When times are tough, all the lessons, all the word that you've learned previously comes to fore, and it's now tested. So how was Jesus able to go through the tough times, keep the faith, and maintain his peace? Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance and tranquility. Freedom from disturbance and tranquility. Well, when we look at our world, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uh, uh, disturbance. There's not a lot of tranquility. And the same was true in Jesus' time, yet he was able to maintain his peace, have tranquility, um, and continue his communion with God. So let's look at John 16.33 in the Passion Translation, which, which gives a really good insight into how Jesus was able to walk in love maintain his faith, and have peace in God. The Passion Translation reads, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. The Amplified Translation says it this way, I've told you these things. And so in chapter 15, there's some things that Jesus has told the disciples just in preparation for uh, them because he's preparing to go to the cross and uh, leave the earth. And he's giving them some information. And he's saying to them, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Sounds like 2020, even going into 2021, right? But Jesus says, but be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived the world 
of the power to harm you and has conquered it for you. Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So God is commanding us to overcome fear with faith, to overcome distress and frustration with courage and peace. And that peace is found only in him. He is our peace. Jesus is our peace. The teachings of Jesus give us confidence in the word of God. They enable our faith to rise so that we can trust that God's word is working on our behalf and God is with us and he's in charge of our lives. So when we have faith in God and in God's word, we're able to rest in him. Well, what does rest mean? Rest doesn't mean do nothing. Rest is defined as cease work or movement in order to relax, to refresh ourselves, or to recover strength. So when we cease trying to make things happen, we're really resting from trying to make it happen and allowing God to make it happen. We're we're declaring our faith and our trust in God's word about our circumstances, and so we're able to rest and trust that God will work to make it come to pass. Our posture is one of faith. Our posture is one of worship. Our posture is one of trust. The word says um, that God's word will not return to him void, empty, or inoperative, but God's word will do exactly what he sent it to do, just as the rain and snow do the job it was sent to do in the earth, which is to water the earth, cause uh, the vegetation to grow, et cetera, et cetera. Rest is also defined as to be placed or supported so as to stay in a specified position. So when you find what the word has to say about your situation, whatever you're going through, find what the word has to say about your situation. And when you pray and believe that word, that word supports you so that you can stand in faith and allow God to work on your behalf. Now you're able to rest in God and have the peace that passes all understanding, even though the situation may not have changed. What's changed is you. What's changed is your perspective. What's changed is the way you're looking at it. Uh, I, I took a walk with my daughter the other day um, in Antioch, and there's a, uh, a path and a hill uh, that you can, you can take. And as I took that walk um, up the pathway up the hill, once I got to the top of the hill, you could see all of Antioch almost from the hill. And I could hear God say, come up higher. You, 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 there's a different vantage point when you come up higher than when you're on the ground level. And so I believe that's the same thing that we have to do. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends transcends human understanding, will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. That was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know, God knows that the trials and the tough times 
that, that they'll come in the world. He's already said it, right? He knows that there will be things like job losses or sickness or loss of loved ones, persecution, chaos in the world. And yet he still says in Isaiah 41 and 6, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So God is saying to us all, we have an enemy, and one of the weapons of the, uh, the enemy is fear. God is saying, get rid of all fear in your life. Anywhere you have any type of fear, dismay, uncertainty, unsettledness, expose that to God and invite God into that area. Get off the throne of your life in those areas and surrender those areas to God. Why? Because the enemy uses fear to tempt us to stop trusting God, to stop trusting his word, and to trust in the lie. When you worry, you're trusting the lie. When you rest, and I know that may take some work to to get in God's word and meditate on those scriptures until they become real to you, but when you rest in God, even though there's trouble all around you, you'll be able to say, I shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the evil plots or the slanders of the wicked that fly by day. I will not be afraid of the pestilence, whether COVID-19 or anything else that stalks in darkness. A thousand may fall at my side, and they're falling. Ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. It shall not come near my family. No weapon formed against me or my family will prosper. As we rest in God and trust God in troubled times, we can fear not, know that he's with us, rest in his word, and know that God is fighting on our behalf. Let's pray. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We recognize that troubled times will come and is here now, but we choose to trust you, Father, in the midst of the trouble. You said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, but you would be with us always, Father. So we acknowledge your presence in our lives. We cast the cares of every area of trouble, every area of unrest, disturbedness, grief, sorrow, pain, Lord God. We cast those areas upon you. You said you've already conquered it, Lord God. So we come against any lies of the devil that we've believed. We counsel the effect of any doctrines of the devil that we've uh, 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 believed in our lives and in our family's life, Father. So you said, Lord God, that you came that we would have life and life more abundantly. So we declare the abundant life of God over everyone that's on this line this morning, Father. We declare peace to the frustration. We speak peace to, to, to the turmoil that's tormenting the people of God. You said praise steals the enemy. So, Lord God, we praise you this morning. We praise you that you're almighty, all-powerful God. We praise you that there's no one like you, Lord God. You are our peace, Father. You are our joy, Lord. So we choose this morning to rest in you and rest in your word, and we agree with heaven that no weapon that's formed against us or our family or our city or our church, Lord, will prosper. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Thank you, Sister Margaret. 
Now let's go before the throne of God in prayer with Sister Myrna. Let's agree with her. Sister Myrna, are we ready for you? Amen. Um, we have a couple of prayer requests this morning. First one is from KJ. Um, Saints of the Most High God, please stand in agreement with me as I pray for my sister. She is facing eviction and the loss of her housing because her husband started a fire in their building. Please pray that Jehovah Jireh's provision be immediately seen in her life. And also please pray for her peace. Her husband is very verbally abusive and not making the situation any better. Thank you, intercessors. May the Lord bless you. Father God, we lift up KJ's sister and her husband, Father God. We ask you, Father, that you would show up in a mighty way. We agree with KJ, Father God, that you would be Jehovah Jireh immediately in her life. That her and her family would see your hand moving quickly and swiftly. You and you only, Father God, can provide a place to stay until she can find another place to live. We lift up her husband, Father God, as well, and we ask you, Father God, that you arrest him in the spirit right now where he lays and take hold of him for your glory, that he would love you, that he would submit to you and honor you, Father God, so that he would know how to honor his wife. Father, you said in your word that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Let not this husband, Father God, take for granted his good thing any longer but that he would come to full repentance and live for you all the days of his life. In Jesus' name. Um, The next prayer request is from Yvette Antonenza. Pray for Daniela Ressler's family. Her uncle just transitioned. Father God, we lift up the entire Ressler family. Allow them, Father God, their season of mourning and sadness, but let them not stay there. You said in your word, Father God, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Send a comforter, Father God, in their midst right now as they rest. If they're on the prayer call, Father God, breathe your life. Breathe your breath of life over them, through them, so that each one of the rest of family members will know that you are with them and they are not alone through this season, that there will be light. You will bless them with rest and peace through this time. They will come together as one family and plan and do what is necessary to be there for one another, to lift each other up in prayer, and to have each other's backs. In Jesus' name. We're also going to lift up the healing of physical bodies for believers in general. So, Father God, we lift up We lift up every believer, Father God. We lift up the physical body, Father God, of every believer. Whether it's migraines, whether it's physical ailment, whether someone tested positive for COVID-19, pneumonia, back pains, or arthritis. Father God, you said in your word in Psalm 30 and 2, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up 
if they have sinned, they will be forgiven, James 5, 14 and 15. And Father, we may not be able to actually gather and lay hands on anybody, but you saturate them with your oil. You saturate them with your presence, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father. You also said in Jeremiah 30 and 17, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. May every believer know your word. May they live your word. And may they speak your word over their lives, Father God. May they stop allowing physical ailments to be present in their bodies, Father God. May they call themselves healed and not sick. May they call themselves whole and restored, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, we're also praying for the healing of the nations. There's so much anger and confusion right now, and the world is looking to the church. But can the church actually live the word in such a way that captivates the unbelievers to desire Christ? Father God, the church has to come together genuinely as believers with one mind, with one heart, with one spirit, with one hope, with one purpose. In Ephesians 4, 2 and 4, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. In Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Romans 12, 9-12, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Father God, nowhere does it say that the church is a building. The church is your collective body, Father God, your body of born-again believers that have accepted your Son as Lord and Savior. And we are to be one. May the, may, may the church be one. Father, we finally lift up every intercessor that is called to intercede for those things that concern you, Father, that weigh heavy on your heart, Father. They stand in the gap for your people, for your nations, for governments, for financial issues, for the media, for the movie makers, for the singers and the stars all around the world, for the named and the unnamed. May every intercessor stay in your face and in your word. Keep their ears open so that they may continue to hear what you are saying today. May every word that they speak, Father God, be the word that you have given them, not their opinion or their feelings. We thank you, Father God, and we praise you in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Myrna. Now, we want to quickly swing back to Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret, do you have anything else that you'd like to share this morning? 
just one thing, Sister Charlene. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, trusting God in troubled times may not immediately come easy. Um, it's it's like a weed, you know. Um, troubled times being the weed, if you just cut the top of the weed off, it, it's going to grow back. And in order to trust God in troubled times, we really have to deal with the root. And so situations talk to us all the time. And trusting God in troubled times is us learning how to talk back with a specific word of God for our situations so that we're able to live a life of peace, even though there's turmoil all around us, it, it doesn't come nigh our dwelling. And even when it does come nigh our dwelling, um, we're able to still trust God and remain in peace because we know that God's word is true and that it will do what it said it will do. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Margaret. Now, we, we honor the angel of our house, Bishop Smith. Bishop Smith, do you have anything that you'd like to share with us today? Thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to actually say anything. We thank uh, the Lord for Sister Margaret, which such a wonderful job on the devotion, Sister Murner in the time of prayer. Uh they both said some things that just stirred my spirit. Uh, that, uh, you know, in trusting the Lord, I believe it's imperative that we as believers understand that trusting God requires the believer to live uh, a sacrificial life, make sacrifices, and really trust in the Lord. That means that you, you have to learn to, number one, allow God to have the first place in your life and trust him at his word. That's not always easy. But one of the things that we have to trust the Lord for, I believe where we are today, is the outcome of life, the things that we're currently dealing with. We're dealing with uh, just a whole plethora of things right now in society, and we have to trust that the Lord is in control and not get caught up with the masses and consumed with what's going on. One of the things Myrna mentioned in her prayer is that as believers, uh, we have to be the ones who make the difference in the world, the church. That means after the world finished with its chaos and the troubled times that Margaret mentioned that we're dealing with, the world is going to need someone to love it, love, love them. And that's our responsibility. You know, in this world, there will be good and evil. We have to understand that. There will be injustice and there will be justice. We have to understand that as well. But in all of that, we have, to want, we have to be the ones, the believer, have to be the one that brings balance to all things through the word of God. And I'm not talking the fake church. There's a fake church out there. People who confess Jesus, hide behind the bloodstained banner, but inwardly they're divisive. Inwardly they're full of they're, they're racist. I'm not talking about that person who confessed to be a believer. When you're a believer, you love everyone. 
You don't judge people by the color of their skin. You don't do that. You know, you, you, you even know and understand what it means to, to forgive people when they're your enemy, when you're a true believer. And so we even have to trust God in that. And so I'm saying what I'm saying for a reason, you all. Don't get caught up in everything that's going on right now. There's a real virus, whether if some people believe that it's a hoax or not. People are dying. We prayed for uh, Elder Wrestler and his family, uh, his, his wife's uncle transitioned because of this, this pandemic that we're dealing with. This stuff is real. So we can't play with that, as well as everything that we're dealing with currently in the political arena is real. You can't play with that, but we're not to get caught up in it, because there's only one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we have to understand that, because his name is not Trump, and his name is not Biden. Those guys didn't die for you on the cross. They didn't become the redeemer of our souls. They're not our deliverers. And that's why we have to be careful not to lift men up like they're gods, like the Romans did with Caesar. You have to be very careful about that and, and keep our hearts and minds focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I shared with you all when President Obama won office that God would not let one man come and bring all this hope and change to society without God being the center of all things. And we see where that went. And it's the same thing over and over and over. And we have to understand that whoever is in office, whoever is in office, our responsibility as believers is to pray for them and believe the best as we pray. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. We're um, diving deep into our fast, and I pray you all are doing well and you're being strengthened as we really surrender our hearts and minds to the Lord to truly trust Him in the midst of chaos. God bless you. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you all and talking to you soon. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Everyone, please remember to invite others to the prayer call. Please don't forget or hesitate to send in your prayer request to www.newdestiny.online. From the home page, click Connect, then scroll down to Prayer Request and enter your request online. Now, Father, we thank you as we close out our prayer this morning. We thank you, dear God, for the message of peace to trust you more. Father, I pray, dear God, that you bless every caller in the name of Jesus. Bless their families, Father. Father, we declare Proverbs 3 that every caller truly trusts in you, Lord. 
trusting you, God, from our hearts, from our whole hearts, God, and not just the mind, but I declare a synchronizing of the heart and mind with your word, Father, and that we lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, in every way, Father, we acknowledge you knowing with surety that you direct our path. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of every spirit assigned to cause distrust and to cause a lack of confidence. I break the power of every spirit assigned to cause, dear God, a falling away, dear God, because of the thoughts and past experiences and circumstances that were assigned to cause distrust and a lack of faith. Father, I lose, dear God, peace. I lose trust. I lose confidence. I lose faith over your people, God, to trust you more. Salvation belongs to you, and your blessings be upon your people. Therefore, I declare your blessings, Father, be upon your people. You bless and add no sorrow. In Jesus' mighty name, be glorified, God. And we thank you. We seal every prayer prayed by your Holy Spirit this morning with the precious blood of Jesus and the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Sister Kathy, please open the lines for the saints to worship together. 